The information on this podcast is not a substitute for seeking help from a qualified licensed professional counselor or a qualified licensed medical provider. Hello, hello, and welcome to another episode of the Evolving Chair Podcast. Thank you guys for tuning in. And if this is your first time, I truly appreciate it. And I hope that you continue along with me through this evolution. So I have been fortunate to take the time away about two weeks because I haven't put another episode out and really revamping things. I've been able to listen to so many great clinician podcast and it's been giving me so many great ideas about just how to restructure my podcast and maybe adding a segment here or there and I will actually be evolving from calling my episodes episodes to calling them sessions and that is because I feel like this is a collaborative effort and Having you guys as my listeners and being able to give me feedback and share with me topics to discuss and that you may want to hear is so beneficial to everyone else as well as me. And so I want to be able to do more of that. And by doing so, I want to add a segment called On the Shays Lounge with Lakeisha, which is really pronounced Shay Lounge because it's French and a Shays Lounge, how we may say it in America is what you may see on TV, that long sofa couch that a, a person is laying on while talking to a therapist. That's what a chaise lounge is. I don't have one in my office. Clients sit in a regular chair. Um, so I, not to have it too stereotypical, but I want that segment to maybe be a listener's letter for me, a question of the day, or a listener sharing their story to encourage somebody else. So I'm really excited for that segment to catch wind on sessions. So I'm just really excited about that piece. And I will actually be doing a series on mental health within the Black community. I don't feel like we can talk about all the complexities even within our session of everything within the Black community and mental health. So I'm really looking forward to that series. So please stay tuned for that. Well, let's see. We are in the month of May, and we are celebrating Mental Health Awareness Month. So some of you may notice that on my Facebook page, The Evolving Cheer Podcast, and my IG page, TC Podcast, or on my website, theevolvingchair.com, I've been posting things as it relates to Mental Health Awareness Month. And I just want to share a few uh, statistics that I I gathered from NAMI.org and mentalhealthofamerica.net. So one in five Americans experiences a mental health illness. That's 40 million Americans in the U.S. That is more than the population of New York and Florida combined. One in 10 young people between the ages of 13 to 18 also experiences a mental health illness. And within that 40 million Americans, 20% of African Americans are more likely to experience a mental health issue and that is recorded from people who actually speak up about it which I'm pretty sure that number is that percentage is probably a lot higher than what is recorded 
the most common mental health issues within the black community includes major depression, ADHD, so attention deficit hyperactivity disorder, suicide, which is more common amongst young African-American men, PTSD, post-traumatic stress disorder, because African-Americans are more likely to be victims of violent and heinous crimes. One in 25 individuals live with a severe mental health issue, which is something like schizophrenia, bipolar, or major depression disorder. As I was doing a lot of different research, and it's so many statistics, I couldn't report them all out. So I had to pick a few that I thought um, needed to be highlighted. I came across um, how it talked about the states with the lack of mental health care have higher incarceration rates. And there were three states that were listed as three states having the least access to mental health care rates and higher incarceration, which was Arkansas, Mississippi, and Alabama. Those three states combined had a total of 57,000 people that were or are incarcerated for due to their mental health issues. And so to break it down a step further, that 57,000 people could feel Madison Square Garden, which can hold 20,789 individuals. It can fill the stadium up at least three times with their population. And doing a little more gathering of information, I came across a ranking of states and it was ranked off of 15 goals. And I won't go through the goals, but I'll definitely put them on my website and you guys can feel free to look at them there. And it was because of best outcomes and great access to mental health care. Back in 2011, Wisconsin, so us, where we live, was ranked number eight. But in 2014, Wisconsin was actually ranked number 35. And that is within three years. So for me, several questions came about. Are we, is everybody else just getting better? And we're just getting worse? Or is there truly becoming a lack of mental health services in Wisconsin? Is the population growing so much? What is it? Which I feel that is such a disparity within our community. But I think we probably see it more evident with many of the behaviors from the teens, from some of the young African-American men with the different shootings. So it's just the whole gamut of things. And that is one thing I definitely want to highlight within the series of the mental health within the black community. So that, that was just really, really shocking. And as I shared it with a few friends, they were just in awe. And one thing that it highlighted was that it, it probably was due to, cause there's a shortage of, of mental health professionals, which is so ironic. Cause I'm like, I feel like I know a lot of mental health providers and that's not just clinicians. So the therapists, but psychologists, psychiatrists, 
um, psychiatric social workers, the whole gamut. And I was like, man, so we need more people within this area and we need more people of color within this area for sure. So again, that is another topic that I'll be able to dive a a little more further in, in the mental health within the black community series. So please stay on the lookout for that. So today's topic, we are talking about stress. I know last month was stress awareness month and I highlighted some data from stress, but I thought it would be appropriate to share with you guys some of the things I talked about, not in its entirety, but I was able to um, be a guest at a university about two and a half weeks ago in an undergraduate psychology course. And I taught on stress and coping and so I thought how cool would it be to just share some of the things with my listeners and again you guys sharing some things with me like what are you doing I would love to hear what you are doing to have to do stuff for you to keep yourself centered especially this month since we are focusing on mental health awareness and if you would like to share please use hashtag t-e-c-m-h So let's get to it. We are talking about stress. So yes, stress. How many of us have it, right? Because some of y'all probably rolling with stress in the front seat because that's your best friend because you are always under so much stress. So stress is a state of mental or emotional strain or tension resulting from adverse or very demanding circumstances. That definition is coming from the Oxford Dictionary. When our brain encounters a situation that is perceiving to be stressful, it's like a sensor that goes off in our brain to begin to release chemicals to flood through our bodies. And the three chemicals that are flooding through our bodies at that time is epinephrine, norepinephrine, and cortisol. Now, cortisol... It it is really big because it helps us do things like get up in the morning and us feeling bright eyed and bushy tailed. But of course, um, it starts to decrease as the day goes on. And those chemicals help produce what is called the fight, flight or freeze responses. And some of you may know the three, but who those who may not know the flight response is where you are taking off running and you aren't facing or tackling that stressor. The fight is you're going to stick in it and you're going to fight your way through it no matter what. Or the freeze response is where you're just stuck, almost like you're stuck in mud. So you aren't reacting to it one way or the other because you just don't know which way to respond. And stress is, is, is really huge. And when you sit there and think about your stress, think about how you're affected physically. So I know for me, when I am under a lot of stress, physically, I am tired. I am fatigued. I'm dragging slow. I'm I'm just not wanting to do anything. So some of the physical effects for you could include insomnia. So you're not sleeping through the night. You're not sleeping at all through the night, getting up in between and then trying to go back to sleep, uh, decreasing your worth ethic. So your productivity is low, headaches or migraines, upset stomach, a change in your sex drive, that tiredness or fatigue, 
and you're getting sick more often because stress lowers our immune system. And so how stress works as well is that when when that stressful situation comes in in our brain proceeds and the sensors are sent off and the chemicals are released within our bodies, our immune and reproductive system is shut down, which makes us more susceptible to those colds and we're getting sick more often because our, our body is focusing on that stress. Let's get rid of that stress and put all our energy into that stress to tackle that and get rid of it so we can function back normally. And when we're thinking about how stress affects us emotionally, I know for me, sometimes I can be irritable. I don't want to be bothered. I'm just like, leave me alone. I, you know, I, I, everything annoys me, every little thing. Some of you may experience a lack of motivation, which ties back into the physical aspect of decreasing within your work ethic, restlessness, anxiety, depression or sadness, irritability or anger overwhelmed or frustrated which then trickles over into what our behaviors are when we're stressed so when you sit there and think about how your behavior is when you are stressed what is it so for me I am I'm kind of withdrawn um so like right now I'm I feel a lot of pressure a lot of stress from a big test that I need to take and I've kind of like stepped back a little bit so I'm not as um outgoing and sociable um or inapt to do things because I'm putting all my energy into studying for this test and getting done and over with then I feel like I'll be back to me quote unquote so some of you might be experiencing behaviorally um from stress over or under eating increased drug or alcohol use and, and using it excessively because of the stress and you're trying to cope could lead to abuse angry outburst increased tobacco use a decrease in your exercising withdrawn socially or isolated and if we let these things go on physically emotionally behaviorally Long-term ramifications of this could be high blood pressure, obesity, heart disease, diabetes, and mental illness. And I don't want it to be a downer that, oh my gosh, you know, you're right. I'm just so stressed out because sometimes we might be experiencing good stress, but good stress is where it isn't weighing us down so heavily where we don't know what to do. Good stress could is short term and we all need a little bit of that good stress to help us tackle those tasks at work, those projects that we're given. And some good stressors may be that you just got married, you bought a house. Um, oh, um, a passionate kiss from somebody and you're wondering okay what's next? Like are we going to be boyfriend and girlfriend? So you know that's a good type of stress. Uh, other ones could be a new baby, a promotion or a new job. So, you know, just, uh, just think, take a sec second and think about, you know, what may be your good stressors and kind of highlight that to know that, oh, okay, it isn't all bad. That's okay. And maybe make a list of the things that you feel are stressing you out and, 
and taking into account how you're reacting emotionally, physically, and behaviorally to them. So just keep like a little diary every now and then when you come into a stressful situation, like, oh, how am I feeling about that? What am I doing? You know, how's my body reacting to that? Because I think that'll be good to kind of help you be able to know how to cope with because that is another key with stress we have to learn how to cope with it and finding healthy and constructive ways to cope so some of the things that you can do is laugh laughter is key because the chemicals that are released when we are laughing is the endorphins and that allows our brain to decrease the depression and stress and it it boosts our immune system so for me, I love to to laugh when I'm stressed. I guess laugh to keep from crying, right? <laughs> um, but no, I, I like to watch Martin. I like to watch Fresh Prince of Bel-Air. Um, Everybody Hates Chris. You name it. I like to watch a lot of those TV shows and I just laugh. Um, nutrition is key. Taking our vitamins, exercising or using yoga, massages, and I'm a firm believer in, in staying calm and, and speaking positively because I, I do believe what we speak is what will be produced. Deep breathing. And I do a lot of deep breathing with my clients. So I do a lot of guided relaxations and I do progressive muscle relaxation as well. And I will actually be introducing you guys to a progressive muscle relaxation technique in a little bit. And I'll explain what that is a little further journaling sometimes we just need to get what's on our mind and what we have preoccupied in there on paper and it doesn't have to be worded perfectly in perfect sentences paragraphs write how it's coming in there just to get it out and put it on paper and get it out your head listening to music focusing on being present in the now because I think many of the times we we are in a generation where we are constantly thinking about our future and what's next, doing this, doing that, like five years from now, 10 years. And that's fine and dandy to think about that, but don't, don't stress on it. Don't occupy all of your time focusing on that. Be present now and just take in what's going in in your life, what's going good in your life. And and, and just acknowledging that and enjoying that what's going on right now. Um, or speaking to friends, help, or family, or a licensed professional counselor, that that might help as well if you feel that you've done all you can to try and cope with this stress, but it's constantly there and, and you're feeling sick over it. Maybe talking to somebody else might help you out. So we will be right back after this. Today's quote is Tough times never last, but tough people do by Robert Schuller. Welcome back. And just like I talked about a little earlier, I will be introducing you all to a progressive muscle relaxation. So before I start, progressive muscle relaxation is a two-step process. And the first step 
of the muscle relaxation is you are tensing particular muscles within your body simultaneously. So like, for example, you might be tensing up your neck and your shoulders and you're tensing it up, not so much where it hurts, but just enough where you can feel a little pressure on it. And then the other part of the step is that you release the tension and really take in how you notice how your muscles feel when you relax them. So you're monitoring your breathing as well with that. And the relaxation that I'm going to use, the progressive muscle relaxation I'm using is guided. So it will be a voice on here as well, guiding us step by step on what to do and when to do it. And please just let me know your thoughts and your feedbacks after it and email them to me at tecpodcast2017 at gmail.com or write on my Facebook page at the Evolving Chair Podcast or on my IG page at tecpodcast. So I am going to start the progressive muscle relaxation. It's about five minutes. So hopefully you stick with it through the whole time and let me know your thoughts. Turn off any distracting screens. Sit down or lie down in a comfortable position. If you feel comfortable, close your eyes. During this exercise, you will be instructed to tighten muscles. If at any time you feel uncomfortable, take a break and focus on your breathing. Let's start by taking some deep breaths. Breathe in and have your belly expand like a balloon. Breathe out and have your belly contract like air is leaving the balloon. Take another breath in and breathe out. Breathe in and breathe out. First, let's focus on the muscles in your face. Pretend you smell something really terrible and wrinkle your nose and scrunch all the muscles in your face. Now let your muscles relax. That smell came back. Wrinkle your nose and scrunch up your face again. Let your face relax. One more time, the smell is back. Wrinkle and scrunch. Let your face relax. Let's move to your shoulders. Pull up your shoulders almost to your earlobes and tighten your shoulder muscles. Release and let your shoulders fall back down. Tighten your shoulders to your ears again. Then release. One more time, pull your shoulders to your ears. Then release. Now, let's concentrate on your hands. 
Pretend you have two huge pieces of Play-Doh in your hands and you need to squeeze it. Squeeze your hands and squish the Play-Doh. Then let your hands relax. Squeeze the Play-Doh again. Then relax. Once more, squeeze the Play-Doh. Then relax. Next, let's pretend you are trying to squeeze through a small hole. Take a deep breath in, then breathe out and squeeze your belly tight so you can get through. You're making your way through this small spot. Take another deep breath in, then breathe out and squeeze your belly tight. You're almost there. Take another deep breath in, then breathe out and squeeze your belly tight. Now pretend like you are standing in sand and you want to make deep footprints. Press down hard into the sand. Keep going. Relax and move your feet. Now let's make another set of footprints. Press down hard. Relax and move your feet again. One more time. Let's make this set of footprints super deep. Now relax and move your feet. Relax your whole body and take another few deep breaths. This relaxation exercise is almost over. Slowly start to move your body and open your eyes when you feel ready. All right. Thank you guys for completing that with me. Now, I usually do several different progressive muscle relaxations and guided relaxations. That one was actually a scenery of being on a beach. So you heard the noise, which was an ocean going back and forth in the waves. So pretty serene and tranquil. So again, please let me know your thoughts thoughts email me at tec podcast 2017 facebook the evolving chair podcast or on ig at tec podcast and enjoy your day i hope your work week is a great one for you and until next time peace